Hey, welcome to another edition of Frisky Heroes Podcast, where we spotlight the great works Frisky do every day and give them a voice to tell their story of how they make their communities better. All right, today we get to talk to Chelsea Vincent from Bristow in Warren County, correct? Yes, sir. Excellent. I'm so excited to be here. Hometown, hometown. Excellent. Uh, Chelsea, tell us a little about yourself and the, the school district you work in and, and your Frisky. My name is Chelsea Vincent. I work at Bristol Elementary in Warren County. Um, our school is about, um, it ranges from 70 to 80% free and reduced lunch. Uh, we are on the north end of the county, so more rural than inside uh, Warren County. Warren County is huge. We have about 23 schools in our district, um, and about 15 of that is elementary schools. Um, I have lived in Bowling Green for about 11 years now, so I'm still s- sort of new learning the school systems and stuff here. I started, um, I moved to Bowling Green when I was a freshman in high school, so still learning the area. I went to WKU. I'm a huge Toppers fan, um, and my husband works for WKU Athletics as well, so we're both kind of in those crazy busy schedules. <laughs> so you you raise or wave the red flag or the red towel, oh, right? Proudly, proudly, we are big <laughs> Topper fans. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, we're going to jump into the the Fast Five here. What was your first job? My first job, I worked at the Fruit of the Loom brand shop when they first opened up when I was 15 years old here in Bowling Green. Uh, what is your favorite book? Well, I love to read. I read all the time. Um, honestly, I have, I read anything Nicholas Sparks. Of, of course, I'm one of those hopeless romantics. So I read anything Nicholas Sparks for myself. But in school, I love all those. If you give a pig a pancake, if you give a mouse a cookie, all those things. Those are my favorite books. We read those every year here at Bristow. So <laughs> those are my favorite kid books. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, if you had a free day with no work, no responsibilities, yeah, sounds great, doesn't it? That sounds fantastic. So we're gonna we're getting you, you like the romantic books. We're gonna get into the fantasy stuff here. Uh, what would you do with that day? Well, um, I I have two dogs, so honestly, the perfect free day for me is just turning my phone off um, and hanging out with my two dogs and my husband in our backyard, laying in my hammock, reading a book. I could do that all day long, um, but of course, in the frisky world. That phone can't be turned off at any time. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not a nine to five job, is it? Of course not. <laughs> uh, what is what's your biggest passion? Kids. I love to work with kids. Anything I do is surrounded on kids. Um, anything I volunteer for is just helping kids and being around them. Um, I just I, I love to help people, but my focus has always been on kids. I'm actually going getting my master's right now in social work, um, just so I can kind of further better help kids and things than that all right so you're looking for the the lcsw route i'm working on it <laughs> that's a that's a heck of a program i know a lot of uh, lcsws that's i know it's not a it's not an easy path to walk either not at all and it's it's very hard because the coursework it goes along with the frc work but it's it's so intense that I, i'm slowly taking my classes because it's a lot to go on especially with the way schools are right now so then you add on clinicals and everything else and it's a oh, it's definitely oh, a journey. Yes. so if you were a queen for a day what would one thing that you would uh, make a law or you'd say this is the way it is what would you do um honestly it would probably be to end 
hunger in my area for as if I can do that for one day then we can maybe figure something else out um but I'm seeing such a big food shortage and food insecurity here in Warren County that um especially with all the COVID stuff and things going on so that would that would be my one rule my one goal provide everybody with food so that they can have that one safety that's awesome how are you seeing how the food insecurity is actually affecting these families well, we've seen, I know for a lot of us FRCs in this county, you know, we've had to find more partners because it's just, you can't buy anything in bulk. Nothing, nowhere has allowed FRCs to buy anything in bulk in our county. Um, and there's just been so many families that I haven't heard from before that are reaching out, asking for help. A lot of people have lost their jobs. We have a lot of um, factories and stuff here on the north end of the county and they've had to cut people or shut down because of COVID. And so a lot of my families are struggling. So I've had more people reach out, more people that I have noticed out in the county asking for help. So um, it's just, it's come to light a lot more how so many people have been affected during this time. And, and what kind of percentage do you think that it's increased with uh, your job as far as the number of families who are now, who traditionally haven't been uh, serviced by Frisky, but now we're asking for help who need help. I mean, honestly, we probably gone from, uh, we were doing weekly food boxes about 40 to 50 and I ended up doing about 120 a week while we were out. Really? So it's almost tripled during that time. Yeah. And so those, those resources are becoming scarcer and the needs becoming, uh, even more, more so important. And it's been super hard for us to find resources. We've had um, places, local places that have wanted to donate and things like that. But for us to spend our funds to go buy things, we've had to make multiple trips or anything because we don't want to buy up what other families need either. So it's kind of we're in that in between of we need as much to help as many people, but also, you know, we don't want to take away from other families either. So it's just it's been really difficult. It, you're you know, definitely kind of painted in a corner with that. Want to help, but don't want to hurt either. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the issues uh, that you deal with on a kind of a daily basis with, with your students and how do you help them? On a daily basis, one of our biggest things is um, just we do a lot of one-on-ones or small groups, uh, which has been affected with COVID, but we see a lot of kids that need that person. They're just looking for some type of love. That's the biggest thing right now. especially with our kids that have been, they've been gone for so long. Um, We've tried our best to um, do Google meets and videos with our kids, Zooms with our kids um, and try to keep in touch. But everybody, we, we've always had kids that are, they need more of that emotional connection and relationship. They need that trusted adult. So that's always been kind of like where our focus has been Um, because the kids around Bristow, they're, we, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. They, they need someone that they know will always be there for them. And that's what we've kind of been leaning towards these past few months. Um, so that's one big thing is just that personal relationship building and um, loving trusted adult for a kid. Um, another thing would be our um, leadership and mentorship. We have a leading ladies group and a boys to men group. Um, and that that's kind of like our biggest programs that we do here at Bristow because our kids really need that and the confidence building. Um, and a lot of our kids take care of the younger siblings or have to kind of be the adult in the household sometimes. So we focus a lot on those, those two things here at Bristow. 
So the uh, the boys to men is it with uh, Tyrion Clark? Yes, sir. He's a great man. Great man. He does He's great a- things. He actually started one uh, a a new kind of piece of this, which was the uh, uh, boys to law enforcement. And so mm-hmm. now he's he's connecting uh, the young kids to uh, members of the law enforcement community as a kind of a mentorship program. So I think that's a, a great, great passion he has of helping kids. And I know I you love have. It. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I love everything he's doing. He's him and uh, my principal, Mr. Stunson, are very close and they they've been working closely together with Boys to Men for a long time. And it's it's amazing to see what they've been doing, especially with the law enforcement um, because of everything going on in the world right now. And we're, we're a very diverse school. So, um, having those different, um, individuals and the different types of law enforcement come in and help these boys is, it's unbelievable. Uh, that's a awesome, awesome program. So let me ask you, uh, for you personally, I know this is not a job that you just come in, clock in, go home. How not do you handle the, the stress and how do you handle the really the time that it takes to do what you do? Well, are you talking before COVID times or right now? <laughs> well, both. It'd be kind of good to see where you were before and kind of what you're doing kind of now. Well, before um, I I felt myself that I, I had to focus on the car, uh, compartmentalizing things. Um, I'm one of those people that I, I can't, I'm a workaholic. I'll, I'll say that right now. I'm, I'm a total workaholic and I know a lot of us uh, friskies are. Um, but I kind of forced myself when I got home, I always took the time to um, turn my phone off, work out um, or, you know, talk to my husband, hang out with our dogs for a little bit and just take that time where we ate dinner. And then I would go to check my emails. It's almost like I had to force myself to take that time. Um, but finding something that I enjoy uh, and a hobby. So that's when I really started reading a lot again. Um, when I started working at Bristow, I, um, I was full force because I was an, an FRC assistant before I became a coordinator. So um, the hours were a little different when I was an assistant. So I had a little bit more time myself, but when I got into the coordinator position, I was going full force and just pushing myself too much. <laughs> so I, um, I had to stop myself and find a hobby. So I'd love to read. Uh, but during COVID times, it was more, we were pulling like 12 to 14 hour days. <laughs> so um, I, I honestly was struggling a little bit with all the stress and stuff um, when it first hit in March, April, May those months were insane. And I'm going to be honest, I was not handling my stress well, and I was not taking time for any type of self-care whatsoever. Um, I thought about work day in and day out. Um, but I had a conversation with my two principals and I kind of got out my frustrations. My, my principal and my assistant principal are unbelievable to work with. Um, they're super supportive. My whole school is very supportive. Um, so they kind of noticed that I was wearing thin a little bit. So they were like, Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just got to make sure everyone's taken care of. And it's <laughs> yeah, almost, I just, I just got to save the world today. That's, um, that's yes, then I'll be fine. I'm just trying to save the world, fix all the world's problems. Um, but it's almost like I needed that reminder that you can't do it all today. You, you, you can't save the world right now. And if I'm running on fumes, then I can't do what I'm supposed to be doing. So, um, I kind of took a step back. I, um, they were like, you have not used any of your days off. Please take a day and just hang out with yourself. How scary and was that? <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I did not know. I'm like, 
um, do I, do I need to take time off? No, I can't do that right now. Um, but really it's when the stress starts getting to you, you just, you know, you can't keep pushing because I feel like I'm, I'm going to stress out even more that I'm not going 100% for my families. Um, so I, uh, I just took a day, I settled down and I was like, listen, there's so many resources going on right now in the community. There's so many things that our families have what they need. They have what they need. We're going to get through this. And if I'm not positive for my families, then who is going to be? So I started doing um, Facebook lives once a week with my families, letting them know that I am hearing what you need. I'm here for you. Um, and just a positive message. I try to do that once a week. And that helped me calm down when I could call my families. Then that helped me calm down. And uh, honestly, the stress kind of went away once I took a minute to step back and breathe. And I think it's a great idea for for other friskies who are in, in this same situation is that you can't, you did a, you did something where you were trying to run around, run around, trying to get all your families, but then you found a way to really maximize your time through Facebook live to say, I can contact more people in this way. And it gives you more time, free up and mental space to free up, uh, to do other things. You know, something that a, a very wise person told me one time and kind of explained it to me. Have you ever seen like at weddings where all the like, champagne cups are stacked on top of it in like a big tower right and yeah. the, they pour the champagne on top and it flows over and flows over and flows over and what he told me was you're that person at the top you're that cup at the top and if you don't if you're not being filled up you can't fill up the other cups and mm-hmm. so that's that's something you that i think you you definitely did a great job doing is realizing that you have to take care of yourself you have to be able to say i gotta i've got to fill myself up or I can't pour into these other uh, families. And I'm not one to ever ask for help. So I knew that, and I, that's how I was wearing myself thin is not asking for help. Um, And so finally, when they were like, we're here to help you in any way that you need, because these are our families too. That's when I was like, Oh, okay, well, do you mind to help me do this delivery or do you mind to do this? And uh, it, it's the asking for help for me is very hard. (laughs) So I've had to have a little self-talk and be like, Hey, it's okay to ask for help. There are a lot of people out there that want to help Friskies. They just don't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was me reaching out, asking for that help. That that was a huge stress relief off my head and like off my heart. I was, I, I'm kind of what you call a control freak. So <laughs> <laughs> if I have to share stuff out my center, it's very, very hard for me. So it's really not difficult for you to ask other people for help to help your families. But mm-hmm. then when it's time to ask for your he- for help for yourself, and it's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I feel like all FRCs almost feel the same way because we're so passionate about our families that we we want to do all that we can for them. But it's it's almost to the point where like, what am I going to do for my own family? Like, <laughs> I had to take my husband was like, you've been out to the grocery store six times. Did you get any groceries for our house? And I'm like, oh, sorry, I was shopping for school. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 was on the list somewhere. <laughs> so. You know, obviously the stress of the what's going on right now is 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 building on you. But what about the the you know the things that you you see, the needs that you see going in these families, uh, homes, and dealing with these these children? How is that stress about really the the things, the bad things that are that happen to the children? How 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 do you handle that? Honestly, what stresses me out most about that because you know. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of 
harsh situations and um, really homes that I wouldn't want my dog to live in, to be honest. Um, but the most stressful thing for me is when other people don't take the time to understand that family. So they don't, so, sometimes, you know, a kid may come to school and the teacher doesn't understand why they're wearing the same clothes they wore yesterday. Or the teacher doesn't understand they came with a backpack yesterday, but why don't they have it today with all their stuff in it? And they don't know what's going on at home. So it's not the homes itself. It's other people understanding that home is what stresses me out because I don't like to, I don't want to go to that teacher and be like, well, you don't know what they live in because I feel like that's a vulnerability for that family. Like they, I don't want to share that information. I, um, but I do want to tell the teacher like, you know, give them a break today. Um, mm -hmm. There's some things going on at home, you know, but it's others not understanding the home life situation or if people, almost people judging because of what they wear or what the home on the outside looks like. And if it's a nice home on the outside, you don't know what it looks like on the inside. Um, and I found that a lot of the time it's, it may be a super nice house on the outside, but you don't know what people are living in on the inside. And I also want to be that person where I want to, I want to fix it or I'm in my heart. I'm like, please let me take this baby home with me. <laughs> you know, um, you'd have but, a house full, I'd say. Oh, my, my husband's like, if you could take home every kid, we have, we have to buy a couple more houses to fit all of them in here. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people see a kid who comes to school who's wearing the same clothes, is dirty, and you know they they forgot their backpack. But in reality, it's it's success story that hey they made it to school today because mm -hmm. all the all the trials and hurdles they had to get through just to get through last night and then show up to school today wanting to learn is it's it's a success for them. And I think if mm -hmm. if people would see it from that perspective. It would give them a you know a different way of handling them. So this is just some uh, kid who's causing trouble. Well, you didn't see you know the what he saw last night. You didn't see mm -hmm. you didn't experience what she experienced last night. And so many so many times people don't really understand that and don't give the kid credit for for going through that and being still being at school. Awesome mm -hmm. job. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for other people to see the positive sometimes when you have a kid who is maybe dirty or have a smell, it's hard to see a positive. And I understand that because I, I know probably when I was a kid or, you know, if I'm not understanding the whole story, it would be hard for me too. Um, but that's kind of what, that's where I lose the most sleep at night is knowing like if I've been in a home and I know that it's probably not the safest or the cleanest area, that's where I lose sleep at night. Cause I think about that child or I think back to that home and it, I do a lot of nightly drive-bys just to make sure that someone's there. Uh, so it's that that's where it's more stressful that way where not other people are under, understanding the situation and choose mm -hmm. to um, judge first or, you know, ask questions or be like, you're the FRC. Can you fix this? And it's not just that quick to fix that issue. <laughs> what kind of advice can you give to a, a new Frisky who's, who's just, has kind of has it passion has joined the frisky nation and become a frisky or uh, a assistant uh, has become a coordinator or an assistant coordinator and and now has kind of you know you you remember right out of school you had bright eyes and you're gonna change the world and I had the same thing in law enforcement I'm gonna you know be a superhero and then you get knocked down really quick 
So to one of those friskies who's just starting out and dealing with everything y'all are dealing with, uh, what kind of advice would you give to them? You may not be able to solve all the world's problems, but all you can do is love everybody. That's what I've had to learn is I'm, I may not be able to fix everything that comes across my plate, but all I know is that kid's going home or that kid is knows that Miss Chelsea loves them. That And that helps a lot of our kids. But as long as I can make sure that they know that they have someone that cares about them and loves them and that I'm going to be here the next day, then I feel okay. I, I feel good. And it will, you will be able to fix a lot of things, but you can't fix everything. And that, that was my problem in the very beginning. <laughs> I wanted to fix everything. I would work day in and day out to, you know, make sure a kid has everything that they need. And, you know, sometimes the resources run dry. So it's kind of hard when I'm like, I'll, I'll get it as soon as I can. Or I go out and buy it with my own money. And that's where I was like, I'm going to be broke by the time <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but I just, I just know the one thing that I can do is love everyone. And, you know, I know that I can do that. And the solving everybody's problems will come later and saving the world will come later. Excellent. Excellent advice. Uh, can you speak to kind of the hurdles that, that you see in this next semester? I know you really can't forecast into the spring, really can't forecast in the next month, but kind of this next semester, kind of what are the hurdles that you see that you're going to be facing? So a big one is uh, with this hybrid schedule, um, we're on the AB schedule. Um, half our kids come on Mondays, Wednesdays, half our kids come on Tuesday, Thursdays. Um, my biggest one is making contact and, you know, making sure that, you know, when the kids don't show up on that day of school and then I haven't seen them in two days because, you know, the schedule's all crazy. Um, keeping up with my kids is going to be very, very hard. Um, and it's a lot of my kids. There's so many kids that I have concerns about or I didn't have contact with. It's been six months and we've been trying to get in contact with this kid. They show up to school today and then I don't see them for another week. You know, it's that's where it, it's going to be difficult to keep in contact with these families and build relationships. That's what's going to hurt me the most. I'm a hugger. I'm a lover. <laughs> and so this whole keeping my distance thing is very, very hard for me. But um, one hurdle for sure is going is keeping up with our kids and making sure that everyone's safe and they have the needs that um, and the resources that they need, because not seeing them every day, I can't talk to that kid and be like, hey, I noticed that you don't have this today or, you know. So that's one big thing. Um, another is just communication. Um, we, I've had to get very, very creative with different ways that we're doing um, programming and communication. Everything's gone to the computer and I'm not super tech, tech savvy. I know the basics. So I've had to do a lot of trainings on that. Um, but we're trying to find ways to continue to provide programs for families and resources for families, but in a different format. Um, this summer we did a virtual summer camp. So I, um, I traveled to different places in Bowling Green that were free that our families could go to um, and kind of did like a tour for the kids and then told them some like fun facts and stuff like that, almost like a virtual field trip type thing. So we decided to continue that over to um, the school year where every Friday while it's virtual learning, we're going to do a virtual field trip for our kids somewhere in Kentucky and um, try to do some fun things like that to keep a program. We're trying to find ways to do internet safety and things like that with our kids. Um, but turning everything virtual and not being able to do things in person is 
going to be a, a huge struggle because I don't want to stop programming. I want it to kind of keep it as normal as possible or the new normal that we have now. Um, but it's being creative with our programming and, and communicating that stuff out and communicating with our families is it's a struggle because you're not going to get everybody half the people's phone numbers don't work or email addresses don't work. And, you know, my, my car has been running the roads for six months now. So <laughs> we, that I've been so worried about our kids because everything's going online. And so, you know, some of these kids don't have an adult at home to watch over everything that they're doing. And I, my, my heart has always been on, you know, making sure kids have the happiest and, greatest time when they're in Bristow, but with them being at home or virtually learning, the mental health is, it it really, really worries me. And so many of these kids play video games or do that online video game thing. And they, they talk about personal things on there. And so it's just, I've been very concerned. And so we're, we definitely want to keep as much protection for our kids and our families as possible. And parents don't know everything that these kids know. I don't even know half the stuff that these kids know about these video games and online stuff. And so it really, it really concerns me with some of these kids staying at home five days a week Mm -hmm. with no parent there. So it's just, it's a huge concern and, you know, bringing as much information to the parents and our kids as possible is, it's a huge, huge help. So we appreciate you. Well, thank you. We, uh, we'll do what we can. Uh, that's the plan for right now. Well, we're going to wrap this up uh, with Ms. Chelsea Vincent uh, from Bristow. If somebody needs to uh, needs your services, needs your help, how is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, you can call our center. Our direct center line is 270-843-4098. Um, that's our direct center line. It goes to um, my phone right at my desk. Or um, if you leave a voicemail, it comes to my email as well. Um, you can always contact me at Bristow and just ask for Chelsea. And... Um, I'm available to help anybody. I know I've had a couple grandparents and um, people in our community reach out about uh, they know a kid in their neighborhood that may need assistance or know a family that may need assistance. Please reach out. Um, even if it's not in my school district, I will find a way to help you. So I'm, I'm here if you need anything. Awesome. Miss Chelsea, I appreciate it. You truly are a, a frisky hero and you have a great day. Thank you so much. You too.